0: Radio MD. Radio MD.com. Melanie Coles,
1: Health Radio. Health, Health, Wellness, 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 and and Fitness. Five days a week. If your child has been diagnosed with autism or somewhere along that spectrum, you've heard a lot in the media about dyes and colors and sugar and things involving diet that might contribute to some of the symptoms or help to alleviate some of them. My guest today is Kristen Selby Gonzalez. She's president and chairman of the Autism Hope Alliance. Welcome to the show, Kristen. So how important are we finding out now that diet and nutrition are when someone is diagnosed on the spectrum?
0: I think that many of us in the community, probably the last decade or so, have known how important it is. I think now in the media, they're talking about it more, which is great, which offers us many more options, you know, to choose from. Um, We've in the community about 80% of the kids that are on some type of specialized diet start to improve in things like speech and eye contact and and being able to hug their parents for the first time. And to us, that's really, really important because that's the step on what we want for all of our kids, right?
1: Well, it is. And, and I think that the tips and diet nutrition information we're going to give here can really apply to all children. Absolutely. And that it's so important for children's focus in general, and attentional issues, whether they're they they're on the spectrum or not, really, because we, we hear more and more. So let's talk about processed food, soda, You know, Kool-Aid, which I don't see kids drinking so much anymore, but things with these colors and dyes. Let's start kind of with those.
0: Okay. Um, You know, we really, at the Autism Health Alliance, we have a foundational kind of educational piece, and we really try to get the families just into a health food market or a store that sells you know, healthier choices I um, trying to stay in the organic section and the produce section and the meat section and when we're looking at dyes and processed foods, our bodies really weren't made to be able to break those down and for our kiddos, especially our kiddos on the spectrum, they're already so full of toxins and toxins that are incoming in from the environment and from their foods when we start to you know give them even more with their foods they're taking, they, they just, it's an overload they can't take it they can't um, process that. And so, a lot of our families will say things like, you know, my child when they eat red dye number whatever, you know, they all everybody has their own story. Or my child when they have this particular processed packaged food, they'll notice huge uh, differences in their behavior. Whether it be that they start to get aggressive, or maybe they can't sleep, or they see constipation, or they see hyperactivity. And you know, about ten years ago, we started talking about ADD, and and now we say ADHD is a subgroup of that. But we started talking about food dyes and processed foods, you know, during that diagnosis period. And now, you know, we're, we've learned a lot. And when we have these kiddos that are just so full of, you know, so many other things going on in their bodies, it's such a simple step to be able to find a food that isn't processed and doesn't have all this, you know, these bad food colorings in there.
1: Do you want parents doing food journals and tracking responses? You say that if they notice that they eat a package of Skittles or some, you know, people like to give their kids the little fruit chews and things. There's so many on the market, and they think that this makes a really good snack. I know my kids love them, Kristen, but I really don't like to give them to them because there's just nothing of value in them at all. Do you want parents keeping a food journal and tracking the response if the kids do eat something like that?
0: Yes, um, definitely, and you know for for kiddos that aren't maybe um you know that aren't on the spectrum, and you know I don't think that and I think everything in moderation um nice. is is what is meant to be. I was raised by my grandmother, and when my grandmother raised me, it was you know she went into the. The market every week, and she got enough meat, and she got enough fruits and veggies. And if we went out to dinner or if I had something that was prepackaged, that was considered a treat. That wasn't considered an everyday way of life. I think today in our generation, it's an everyday way of life to be able to – it seems like everybody wants to go out to eat or they want to go through a drive through or they want to be everything to be simplified and prepackaged. And I just don't think that for any of our kiddos, that's a good way or a good lifestyle. But especially for those on the autism spectrum, there's a couple of things I want to make sure that the listeners hear what we talk about at the Autism Help Alliance. One of the first things we ask them to do is to really look at the diet as you were talking about, and to really kind of stay away from you know some of those foods you had mentioned and some of those snacks that you had mentioned, and look at the gluten-free, dairy-free, or gluten-free casein-free um, type choices that are out there today. And there's so many, I mean, so many great companies out there making great foods that are substitutions for our kiddos. And so that's one of the very first things that we recommend. And that journal you're talking about, great, great, great suggestion, and we suggest that all the time. And what we talk about is, Write down what your kids are eating, and then write down things like: Did they sleep well that night? Um, how was their ac- hyperactivity? Were they more focused? Were they less focused? Um, did you see any aggressive behavior? Did you see less eye contact, more eye contact? Um, did you see anything like, for example, red cheeks or dark circles under the eyes? All of those are clues. So when you go back and you say oh, my goodness, I gave them X, Y, and Z four times this week, and I noticed each time after I did this, this is what happened. And also the stools are very important to look at. So did the child have a regular bowel movement? Did they have less of a – maybe they didn't have a bowel movement that day. Maybe they had runny, um, you know, diarrhea of some sort. And, again, the foods we're putting in our body are such – you know, they're they're so important, and that's really how we can do our detective work to figure out where our kiddos are at.
1: Absolutely. Now, what would you like them when we talk about good, healthy foods and, and, and non-processed foods and vegetables and meats and fruits and everything that are whole foods? What about some supplements, adding in probiotics? We're learning more and more about probiotics and intestinal immune-strengthening health and omega-3s. What do you want us to think about when we're looking at these products?
0: Um, We always talk about how important it is to have just the bare minimum of your basic supplements. We talk about digestive enzymes. Digestive enzymes are so crucial to not just our kiddos but to ourselves as well. Um, You know, today many of us have issues like being bloated or gassy or constipated or not being regular. And these are all signs of enzyme deficiencies. Our kiddos are at that extreme. They're even more exaggerated than where we are most times. So when you're looking at different things like supplements, a digestive enzyme and a good one that doesn't have fillers, that is 100% pure, that the activity and the potency is very good in that um, particular enzyme. Uh, A probiotic, so important. People often get probiotics and digestive enzymes confused. One um, quick little thing when you're thinking about both, Digestive enzymes are the workers of the body. They're going to go into the body and break down the foods for proper digestion and absorption of your vitamins and nutrients. Probiotics are like the good seeds that you're planting in your gut to basically have the good bacteria in your gut, and that's what we really need. An omega is so important, and those are things like cod liver oil. Um, Somebody might not know what an omega is listening. Um, That's basically a good cod liver oil, and you really want to make sure any of the supplements you get, um, like I said, are very high quality. Um, omega's really feed the brain. Um, That I think of an omega as a brain food, and a good multivitamin. Um, Our kids are just, you know, so lacking and so deficient in so many different ways. So, and there's lots more we could talk about. But those are like the four top supplements that I'd want to make sure that every family member has in their pantry.
1: In just the last minute, we only have about 45 seconds, Kristen. Where can people get more information? you are so well-spoken and it's so well-put and such important information for our kids, on the spectrum or not, where can they get more information?
0: They can go to our website at autismhopealliance.org. That's autismhopealliance.org. And we also have a resource booklet on there they can download for free called Autism, What the Experts Know, and um, has great information um, of a lot of things we talked about today.
1: AutismHopeAlliance.org. So important. Go on there and check out some of this great information. And if you missed any of the good information that we're giving here on Radio MD, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. You can listen to these shows on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, or the free TuneIn Radio app. This show, Melanie Cole's Health Radio Show, is on every day at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern share it with your friends scroll around learn something with us that's how we all learn together this is Melanie Cole thanks for listening and stay well